Hello, all. Hello again. Welcome back to the We Need to Talk Club podcast. We are here with our episode in which we are going to knock out the episode six and seven of season two, no matter what. This is happening today. This is happening. We're not even going to do our little mini thing just for this time. We're going to do it for our New Year's um, recording in a minute. But right now, we're just going to focus specifically only on episode six and seven of Girlfriends. Our series, Girlfriends Talking Girlfriends, is continuing. (laughs) And we're going to get through this so we can move on in season two. I'm sorry for anyone listening as we've dragged you along. I think it's been good, though, but whatever. All right, so here we go. Introducing all of our hostesses. Unfortunately, one of our girls is out today. The vid got her. The vid got her. Well, she didn't say it was specifically the vid, but I'm pretty sure it was the vid. But she's fine. Mild mild things and all. So yes, pray for her. And so I am one of your hostesses. I am Tamaya. Let's see who can go next. Please. The only other person who wasn't on mute, but is now on mute. She's in a child's room. Go for it, girl. Oh, hey, I'm Shakima. Hey, hey, beautiful. All right. All right. The next person who just popped off of mute. Hey, everyone. It's Ariana. Hello. Hello. And last but not least, we have our hostess. Hello, it is Esther. So, so tired. <laughs> Jesus. Well, because tell us how you really feel. <laughs> All right, so we are in, we're here. It's about to be the new year, guys. 2022 is upon us. So here we go. Okay, without any further ado, season two, episode six of Girlfriends. William won't set a date. So here's what's happened on the season, the episode six episode. Um, Joan is pressured into getting involved when Yvonne tries to move in, but William, oh. So Joan's pressured to get involved with Yvonne and William's relationship because remember, William was being trash.com when he decided that he was going to continue to pressure Yvonne, his girlfriend, to quit her job. First by proposing to her, well, first by begging her, then by proposing to her and kind of holding that marriage over her head to see if she will confirm and leave her job, which she actually does. Not gonna lie, big disappointment on my end. I wish she held out. Um, But even as she's let go of her job, he still won't set a date for this marriage thing. So then they try to get Joan involved. What's you guys' thoughts? Have we, we, I believe we have discussed William's trash antics trying to keep her from her career that she loves dearly but then to not even follow through on this promise supposedly they gave her I think we did talk about it a little bit on the last episode but the fact that it's like it's it's almost like a really just old school mentality Mm -hmm. you know man does all of the work wife stays home right i want to protect you exactly meanwhile she has built her career and everything you know she's and she's happy in it Mm -hmm. and he's like no but to get married like or to stay with me i need you home pretty much right which is a terrible ultimatum like come on guys unless that was specifically what she wanted because hey housewives work hard if that's what y'all want, that's one thing. But to literally take her out of her environment and everything that she's created before she even met you so that she can have nothing in her life but the focus of you. And then renege. Also in this episode, Yvonne tries to move in. And within that process, they end up getting into a fight in which William dumps her. Thoughts on that BS. Literally, you just got me to... Mm, you just got me to quit my job. I don't know if y'all hear my child in the back. I have to mute in a second to address. But you just got me to quit my job. All these things just for you. And as soon as I try to push, well, when is this going to happen? Now you dump me. So now I'm jobless and manless. Yeah. He. Mm-mm. I'm not sure if he went to the top of the shit list that episode. Absolutely. <laughs> He went to the top of the shit list. Like, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He messed thing. that all up. Go ahead, Kima, what were you saying? 
Yeah, I just feel like if I was like, you're my boyfriend or my fiance, I like, I would, I'm not quitting my job for you. Like at the time of my life now, there are certain stipulations where I would quit my job now, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I said, there are certain stipulations. Like, let me just put that out there in case anybody well, listening like, by the last name of mine yeah like i wouldn't mind it now because i would want to stay home and take care of my kids and like like you said like house work hard but i need to be in control of the money so okay. like like right now we have it <laughs> Let him make a fake um, food in that kitchen. A portion, yeah, a portion of his paycheck goes into our joint account. Mm -hmm. So I'm in control of the bill. And it, it helps if I don't have to ask him for my, because I, that is what I hate. Ooh. I hate asking. For my, can you imagine? Independent. Someone pushing you to your job, and then you have to ask them for money. Do you want to do sustain your life. I, I can't do that. Oh, no. no. I, I need to be in control of the funds. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the only way I would do it. Oh, and then and then you would have to make enough money to where I would feel secure because that's that's one thing that like I'm mostly afraid of in life. Like I need security. Agreed. So can you imagine? Like, first of all, y'all not even married. Uh -uh. Like y'all don't even have like no like, real commitments have been made. Yeah, no, he's just like, hey, I want you to quit your job if you want to keep me. And then you just like, you're only relying on him. That's like a good, I mean, that's cute, but it's not like, <laughs> it's not People let you down. Yvonne would definitely need like a, a prenuptial agreement. Yes, all the contracts. Yes, one that definitely would benefit her. Yes. Um, because he didn't even offer any alternatives. Like, I feel like that was a missed opportunity, too. I mean, I don't, this whole thing was just putting William in the trash. Trash. Um, this whole concept. Like, they didn't discuss alternatives, like maybe a desk job. Something. It was just like, quit your job. Like, he didn't talk about how, you know, he was ready to completely, um, like, take care of her financially or any way, shape, or form. It was just, no, quit job. Because job gets it scary. Yeah, let's yeah, figure like, out everything else, heck? maybe. Did he ever, was this episode when he brings up the prenup? Is it? I don't believe so. Wait, okay. I don't believe so. I think as far as they got was they couldn't get a date, and then as far as that was, was she was trying to move in. But I thought, as we've said, right, right now, William is like all trash for me. Uh -huh. because he is wanting everything without considering what she's giving up or offering any compromise. He's all right. like, well, I, I put a ring on it, so I get to decide everything. As right, so be happy there. Done. Exactly. We, and, I feel like his yeah. role... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> I feel like his role in the show is to be the typical conservative male like he has all of these thoughts like we should do this at first he was like we should live together we should like live together we shouldn't do this do this and now i want you to quit quit your job just be at home taking care of me while i go out to work and it's fascinating that that's his mindset when he literally walk works with strong independent career oriented women like sorry go ahead Esther I was like just because that's what you're surrounded by doesn't mean that that's what you're into mm. right okay but at the same token where I think he morally messed up is that you cannot go for for a woman like that a strong career driven woman i.e Yvonne when this is not what you ultimately want in your partner and your life partner. And then to completely expect them to change to fit your needs. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, I think we all agree. He was just, that was just complete trash. That put William way at the top of the trash list. 
Um, also, what happens in this episode, Darnell and Bosco finally meet. We've hinted at this in previous episodes, trying to skip over, but this is the episode where it actually happens, where Maya's man and Lynn's man get together in that garage apartment to meet each other, um, eat, uh, sports, all the things, and they actually connect. The whole point, I believe, wasn't it, was like a sneaky thing Maya and Lynn were doing where Maya wanted Darnell to learn how to try new things so that he wouldn't keep freaking out about her new experiences by hanging out with these um, more established, not more established, but um, just different women who, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, who hold dear different things, who try different things, who buy different things, you know what I mean? These This group of women that Maya's connected with, the girlfriends, if you will, and how they've been threatening Darnell's sense of safety in his own relationship, now that Maya's wanting to try these new things. Maya wanted to try to get him, manipulate him into trying new things by introducing him to Lynn and Bosco, since Bosco's really open to new stuff. He's all about what's new, what's next. While Lynn wanted to use Darnell, Maya's man, to manipulate Bosco into the security of let's find a job, let's find something stable. So they choose to meet their two men together. And at first it was working. Um, I, I wouldn't want to use the word manipulate. Because okay, I what would you use? Manipulation, I would say it's just wanting to broaden your partner or just even a friend's viewpoint right because it wasn't like an ultimatum wasn't something outright like you know malfeasant uh, to me it was really sort of i've tried talking to you it hasn't worked let me try this other avenue uh, on how to get my point across which is let me introduce you to this person that i feel will um from just hanging out with them, hopefully some of their characteristics, some of their um, qualities will rub off on you, i.e. Darnell, be open to new things, and Bosco, be at least willing to work. I definitely agree with that. It seemed like it backfired for a little bit there, though, but they tried. I agree, and it's that for Darnell, because I'm just not a fan of him, I think that's pretty clear, is the fact that you can't always do with peanut in them. And it gets tied to William and men's expectation, right? It's like you cannot want to be the definitive arbitrator of what goes on with the other people around you. And Darnell is all about, well, I'm comfortable here, so why can't you also be comfortable here? Without never actually seeing the viewpoint of the other person, their partner. Okay, so I can see your point. So not as much manipulation, but exposure to try to get them into thinking and trying new things. So it actually was working out for a while with both Darnell and Bosco. Um, so, uh, but then what ended up happening in that same episode, in that same dinner, Lynn and Maya start arguing uh, just for their own issues, which caused Darnell and Bosco to argue, which basically had the whole plan just blow up in their face, which was pretty freaking sad. I was all like, oh snap, it's getting hopeful. Darnell tried new food. Bosco, uh, he was trying to get Bosco a job um, doing baggage, says, you know, the Bosco was used to that in his country. And it all seemed to be going well until, of course, they just had to do. Oh, I remember Lynn started complaining about the garage because the, the, her mother, Maya's mother, who rents out the garage, didn't fix something in there. It was like a, pretty much a slumlord. But Maya, even though facts are facts, did not want to hear anything negative about her mother, which had them start up and the whole plan blew up. So what's you guys' thoughts, if you haven't already mentioned them, about um, just men and trying new things, being exposed to new things. Have you guys had any experiences where that seemed like a tough nut to crack with men that you date, married, live 
with family members or anything like that? Has that seemed to be a thing? I don't know if it's a tough nut to crack. A lot of shocking surprises. So my mother-in-law, like the only vegetable she eats is the cucumber and the California roll. She doesn't really like eat any Sorry. other vegetables. You know, like traditional broccoli or corn, maybe. Wow. But like that was it. So when I got with Sean, um, you know, I grew up on vegetables, like hard vegetables, greens, mixed greens, lima beans, like black eyed peas, you know, mm-hmm. all of these different things mm-hmm. um, that he had no idea or interest in. Like, so That's I kind of brought that, yeah, I kind of brought that to the table. You know, there were some things where he was just like a hard no, like, I can't do this. Like collard greens, he hates collard greens. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know everything else he was he's been pretty much open to so I wouldn't say trying new things is a a a hard thing but some things do take some convincing (laughs) right right okay anybody else with your men's or anybody related to in regards to exposure to new stuff Hold on, Kimi. You went off mute what like you was going to say something. Yeah. You okay. What? Yeah. Um, it was kind of similar to my husband's family. Like, they're really, like, just meat and potatoes type people. Like, one day, his mom was out of town, so I cooked for him and his dad. And his dad called pasta exotic. He's like, I don't know if this is exotic food. Like, they eat, like, chicken, pork chops green beans, corn, like mashed potatoes, stuff like that. Like, like they don't even, they only eat, don't really eat fish either besides fried fish. Okay. Okay. No, I get it though. It's the, the crazy thing I think with me, my husband's very, very exotic, if you will, bougie even, if you will, with like just, he's very, um, just experimental. He's the type that would like order the weirdest thing on the menu just because he's like, yeah, let's try this today. Where I'm like, I try new things, but it's got to sound good on it, right? And they had to describe it real well for me to even try that situation. Um, however, my stepson coming from the house with his mom, he is like the picky one that I have to kind of, that I wonder, maybe it does take like, just kind of the woman you fall in love with to kind of get you to explore some other things because you just all the all the that's involved with just this new person and she's feeding you I don't know but right now with stepmom and stepson it's been a bonus mom bonus it's been a whole situation like I have to I'm literally like all right I'm gonna order this and I'll see if you like it I would like you to try it. And I'd say he at least, this would not, this would not do if, if he doesn't like something, he's, he's not too rude. He'll be like, Hmm, this is interesting, Mike. This is real interesting. And I'm like, "Uh, all right. Are you going to eat it though? Like, as opposed to this is so good, but then it's also how they're raised, right? Because his mother, I remember one time we fed, I fed him salmon, asparagus, the, the whole nine. And he went home to talk about it. And his mom called me like, wait, you, so you told me you fed him this asparagus? Asparagus? Oh, no. And it was like, oh, wait, no. wait, what? <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> He's like, yo, we be eating that asparagus? And I'm like, asparagus? She's like, oh, oh yeah, 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 that's what's called. <laughs> and it was just silly but it's also just I guess I don't know it might not be a, it might not be a man thing it might just be just people's experiences honestly but I've noticed that the the stubborn aspect can be a little more um wide-ranging when it comes to men as a as opposed to women in my experience where like if they don't want to try something they ain't trying something new they ain't trying something new I know a few dudes who refuse to eat anything outside of like the staple sandwiches, chicken, Parmesan. They don't want nothing on their pizza, but plain 
maybe sausage, definitely pepperoni, or they'll go to a hotel and get room service and want only the fanciest chicken fingers and fries. And I swear to God, that is the truth. The fanciest oh, yeah. chicken fingers and fries. Like, give me that fan on a nice platter. I want to lift it up. I want to lift off the top to my chicken fingers and fries, and I want my ketchup to be in a design. And that's my fancy uh, meal of the day. I see you shaking your head, Esther, but it's what I've gone through. <laughs> so this that's my experience. <clears throat> so we'll see how that goes. But yeah. All right, moving on in the episode, if no one else has anything else to say about that, Tony and Greg, quote unquote, um, get back together. Mm. 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 Um, <laughs> which is questionable to say the least, but it seemed like, oh, okay, that's different, but there's hope there. And Joan is immersing herself in new hobbies in this episode as well. Oh. okay all oh, right because joan at this point she doesn't have she's already cut off tony she's experiencing new things she's went through her season of no and now she's trying all the new things that she's trying to make fun in her life because she's basically excommunicated all the other things that, that she used to do so uh, it didn't seem pretty promising though then she seemed like a very very i'm sorry a little bit of a sad old cat lady um for lack of a better term Everybody's nodding. They're on mute, y'all, but they're not, and they agree. Um, also, in this episode, William and Yvonne, after breaking up, get back together, and they set a wedding date. So there's some hope, but again, William still needs to stop being trash. So I think that's the end of that episode. Can we move on to seven? Yes. Yes, seven. Maya and Lynn. Um everything's good well you know darnell labasco ain't talking no more but maya and lynn back on the good foot and they are trying to balance their relationship with both joan and tony because since they're separate they're not talking but maya and lynn are literally like still trying to go back and forth in the friendships to bo give both of them the attention and and everything that they need question just quick question is there anything anybody has to say about that has anybody ever felt that kind of stressor of like balancing out to very important people in your life and what that could entail when those those people aren't really clicking just wondering if nothing we yeah. can cut this out but for me go for it between um I mean, it's like my spouse and my mom, just Go like, you know, very, two Ooh. very strong willed people Ooh. and having to run interference between the two of them is <laughs> kind of similar to that where you're like, well, you know, like, how do I message what that person said? Because I, I know them enough to be like, okay, I, I can see where that was sticking wrong. But I also know where they're coming from, you know, in their intention. Yes. yes. And it's not getting through to the other person. Right. Back at it. All right, Esther. So she talked about her mother and her husband trying to uh, play interference. Anybody else have two very important people in your lives you felt like you had to kind of balance out the your life with them, their connection, whatever it could be, as the middle person? No? Ari Kima? Lord knows I've experienced it um, with both my mother and my aunt, with my mother and my husband. Yeah, all the things. But then the therapist, he's saying, that ain't what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to just back out. Only if, it, I guess only if it stresses us out, we shouldn't be in the middle. Um, that's what my therapist be saying anyway. Yeah, I don't try to get in the middle of anything. Mm -mm. me either like sorry if if like i know two people don't like each other they already know that i'm cool with both of them if they like try to talk about like one another to me i'd be like you can tell them that because i'm I, like that's none of my business like i really just try to stay out of it because like th that's like the best way for me to like for me to not get in their problem and preserve your sanity yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like maybe 
some like high school elementary type situations but not as an adult and even then it was kind of just like okay you know if you guys don't get along that's on you guys I fuck with you both so (laughs) (laughs) well then agree and I can actually say that um Philip used to hold on one moment so and I actually said um Philip used to piss me off with this actually a lot when in our relationship in the beginning and as as recent as a few years back because I'm so used to getting in between and interfering and keeping the peace between all parties and kind of being that middleman I tried to put that on him so like when me and his sisters would have beef or me and his brother or me and his mother or anybody that in our relationship that we didn't have that connect me and his aunt I would always expect him to step in between and make that correction that connection that um be that interference be that referee and he would always be like that's between you you got her number call her tell her tell him say that da, da, da. and i would get so pissed off because i'm like yo but this is like your corner this is your team like you need to help me get over it through to your team and vice versa like i don't need to i don't want to i don't feel like i had the right necessarily to be stepping up into like his side's face and going back and forth with them. And honestly, they felt the same way. They felt like he should be kind of interfering between me and them. And he was literally hands up, step back, like absolutely not, this is y'all. And that pissed me off. Now fast forward, when I realized I've been doing that my whole life and it hasn't been serving me. And I be telling my therapist and my therapist be like, mm-mm flag on play i'm like oh oh so you telling me he might have been right okay okay uh, i kind of think it depends on who in the family well like, in, all, in all instances i ended up taking that route and taking that in that conversation yeah. and it's pretty much worked out at least it's opened the door to be like they got something to say or i got something to say we go straight to each other without stepping stones of the person in between is it all perfect no is it sometimes better to just not yes if it protects my sanity i do but i feel like expecting a a volunteering to be that that middle person has torn me up this year i'll speak more on that in our new year's thing but yes go on who else had something sorry somebody was telling something like if it was like a parent or something like his mom sometimes his mom might do something that i might not necessarily like so i'll say hey john can you mention this to your mom because i know he probably knows i don't want to like be disrespectful or anything mm-hmm. so like i would do that but like and like if it's my brother and sister i know he has a good relationship with them so if they have a problem with each other I'm okay with them talking it out. But like if it's someone in my family or someone in his family that like he you has- You don't have that rapport. Yeah, if you don't have that rapport, like I feel like the spouse should handle that. And that's just in my opinion. No, no, hey, I told you that's where my head was before too. And this is all about different opinions. So yes, bring it to the table. Cause somebody <laughs> like, listening might need to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> like say if it was a cousin or something and he knows like y'all have a, that relationship. Y'all already have a good relationship. Y'all should be able to deal with each other's issues. But like, if it's just his cousin on his auntie side, like, and I mean, I know them, but I really don't have a relationship with them. And we have a problem. I'm like, look, get your cousin. <laughs> I'm not going to do experience. that. I had that experience a couple years back. Yo, get your wife, get your wife. Because yeah. Because I would do the same thing. Like, depending on who it is in my family, you can't just be like, mm-mm, I better Coming up. up to your man just any type of way. I hear you. Yes. Esther, were you trying to say something too? <laughs> oh, maybe not. She likes she froze though. Froze. Yeah, she likes she froze. Esther, send us a signal if you're still here. Send us a WhatsApp. 
or a chat message. Wait, you moved. Oh. <laughs> That's not a bad way to freeze, though. You know, at least you don't have like a funny face going on. Right. Like, yo, a mouthful of something like food. There you it go. You does. back. You back. You back. We see you. You moving. I hear you, Esther. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah, sorry. My internet got caught. Anyway, what no, are we it's fine. About? It's fine, girl. Uh, were you about to say something before we moved on to the end? Um, yeah, the about the whole like who you know should be talking to who. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big caveat personally, I think that happens when it is like a couple. Okay. And it relates to each other's families. Because uh-huh. I think that there are times where it's best served by that person who basically like if something happens, right? Um, like for like my mom said something uh-huh. that was rightfully, you know, like she was like in the wrong. Okay. Toward, a, toward like, you know, my spouse. I feel like there are situations where it's best served coming from me. Uh-huh. So like take her aside and be like, hey, like what you did was wrong. Like here's why, right? That sort of thing versus him coming to it. Um, and especially when it is like things that are, that kind of touch the both of us, specifically like when it comes to a person like parenting, right? Again, example, like, you know, if my mom says something along the lines, I like, you know, hey, like, you know, you should do this as a parent or like, you know, you guys shouldn't do that. And we felt that this wasn't her place. Okay. Um, in those situations, the person who's closest to that family member, I feel, should take that helm because it ends up being like, in my opinion, obviously, more on you to def- not necessarily diffuse but handle it versus the other person if that makes sense right yeah i agree and then like i also i would never like want to correct one of his parents either like i wouldn't want him to like do that to my mom either but I love like, this because you know what oh sorry go ahead Kima. so i would if, if my mom did something that was wrong i would want to tell her and i would want to do the same for him because i yeah I, I would never want to disrespect any like anybody's parents like that's i think that's just it's to me it's just weird well, I like this because you know you guys in, in your own way are saying that philip was wrong it's just great for me. No, well, kind of. Ah, well, ah, me, ah, don't take it back. Because, don't well, take it back. <laughs> if y'all have that relationship, well, I think there is like friends, then it's fine. But if if y'all don't, then he should um, take it. Well, oh, for me, it does. There is a difference versus like if something in your in your situation, right, Maya? It was like a family member of Phil did something specifically you know towards you right Uh where it it didn't it didn't affect the couple as a whole it really affected Uh, maya uh, versus uh, i don't like this (laughs) versus for me like like i think where phil would have been the better person to handle this was if something like along the lines of like no something happened if, you know you and his sister got into something and the fallout is that now phil's whole family is you know not talking to you you know mm-hmm. at that point i think you'll need to like step in i suppose but, but if it's just like it, it stays within, you know, you and his sister, then it needs to be resolved between you and his sister. Fine, fine. Uh, whatever, whatever, all of you. Somebody's got to be on my side. Uh, <laughs> we're all good now anyway in the hood, but I guess it's also a case-by-case scenario. 
because some of you know I ended up going through this year too, in which I don't feel like I should have been in the middle at all, um, primarily. And it is a certain piece that you give yourself when you decide to step out and just be like, yo, y'all gotta figure this out because this is stressing me out. So I'm just gonna step out of that situation. I choose me um, for lack of a better term. So also in this episode, Tony is betrayed by Greg, the infamous scene of Greg Ooh, officially. No part. Tricking I love Tony to get back together just so he can screw somebody in her apartment and time it to the point that she walks in on them in the axe. Go, Ooh. everybody, go! Happy <laughs> snap. Like I would snap. I, I wish. I you would. love it, Ari. Keep us snapping. <laughs> I'm done. Like I'm going to jail. Oh. That's the day I'm going to jail. I'm going. <laughs> It was very extreme. Do not get me wrong. It was very extreme and very risky for him to believe that he could walk out of there. Right, 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 right. But damn, did he? Did he? Even more for me is that he didn't. It like the that other party now became an accessory to his revenge. She didn't seem to have an issue though. Well, I mean, again, this is all like risky behavior like, because didn't she say thank you for letting me <laughs> Because for me, is that I, you know, listeners, I am a, like a true crime head, <laughs> and I have seen that in so many like cases where you know that that third person is unwittingly, you know, become victim because of the messiness between you know existing people or parties mm-hmm. and that again like this is all done for a laugh and like haha and you know it, it didn't really impact her she was sort of played as this very ditzy character but in the real world like hell no dude <laughs> so like, you like, keep, like he was saying this is the day i'm going <laughs> to jail yeah, because like you don't did not involve me in your messiness like that. Handle your fucking own. Like, don't involve me. You know what it sense. was, Ari, Esther, Kima, you know what it was also? Tell me, and did this come out before or after? Isn't that the Justin Timberlake video, Crimea River? Where he like did the deed in um apparently the girlfriend's house and then recorded it. And then so that when that person came home, they could see it on the TV playing him having sexual relations. Do y'all remember that video? Am I that old school? Come on, VH1. No one, it was, I, don't remember, I remember that video. I did not realize what was happening Yes, yes, because in that What's video, that I think, was, he with, was he with Britney? <gasps> it was, it was after that big breakup with her, but I don't remember yes. all those details. And he apologized for that or something later, right? But after that big breakup, that whole video, see it if you need to, because that song is still fire, okay? Cry mm-hmm. Me a River, he was in the apartment doing all the dancing and stuff and doing end up doing the nasty with some girl. It seemed like normal, right? Like he was in there. He was like a full-blown stalker, like in apparently Britney's house, touching her stuff, all this while she's not there, you know, violating all the spaces. Then ends up bringing somebody over. They doing the dirty in her space, in her home. And then when they leave after it's been recorded, he puts it on like a big ass screen TV. So as soon as she comes home, she's like, was someone in here? And then all you see on the TV is like the recording of him getting jiggy with the girl. Oh, oh, just, just saying. I don't know what came first, girlfriends or that video, but both was just wild. And like you said, very risky, very risky, very extreme. What else would you say, Ari? I forget. Girl, she, she said she loved it. Oh, I mean, and I get it because Tony was a total bitch, and she straight cheated on him like nobody's business. She wasn't necessarily an innocent party here. She made the well, he made the ultimate statement one for like her just thinking that oh, we're back together, everything is all coochie crunch, like. Oh. everything that happened before it's done it's over with right i don't need to atone i don't need to do anything yeah. like that like oh he still loves me like regardless of everything i did he still loves me 
Right. And I can still be me with him without making any major changes to myself or the person I was before when I ruined us, which is very presumptuous. I definitely get what you're saying, Ari, because let's say if it was a man who had done the cheating in such a way, you know, normally, at least in my experiences, I've noticed that when men are the ones um, who persecuted and did that kind of cheating action and want to get back together and get all hunky-dory with their, their, their partner. It's usually, um, and it, I believe for women too, for women too, I've just heard men say it out loud, women cheating and staying in the relationship doesn't get talked about as much as the men cheating, but it does happen. Maybe they just don't get caught, I don't know. But what ends up occurring is the man says that he usually is like basically a form of apologizing every day. Whoever broke that, that seal, that bond on the relationship, are in a state of constant apologizing, constant reconcile. Like they don't necessarily have to say I'm sorry every day, but they have to be aware of all the mistrust that is now in this space and relationship because of what they did, that they don't necessarily get defensive every time their partner kind of gets a flashback to the moment of betrayal or whatever that, then they have the grace to be like, okay, I'm gonna sit in this because I, I created this and I'm gonna deal with this. And I can't tell her it's been over, get over it, anything like that. Because again, I did this. I introduced this into our lives now. So I now have to deal with it. But it's an active act of repentance in whatever way, shape, or form oh, in a relationship for it to yeah. move forward. And so for Tony yeah. to then be like, I love you, I'm sorry. And he's like, okay. And she's like, great, okay. Nothing else to do here. Just, just gonna continue on and we're all gonna be great and not take those steps of repentance. I feel like helped solidify his decision of, okay, you really think that that's enough. Okay. Okay. Like, I feel like he wasn't great in what he did. Of course, he's not, he's not a saint y'all. He mad and he petty. He was getting back. He was going to get back. <laughs> okay. It is what it so is. So I'll do it on stage. My, uh, sort of, um, my confession. Mm-hmm. following the Justin Timberlake uh, team here <laughs> is that mm-hmm. as much as I just said that Craig was low down dirty I am that petty I will do that I will I mean I will fix something from Craig's book because that was chef kiss stellar <laughs> see Esther loves it too have to watch it but because she also has the background of all the damn crime shows she's gonna know exactly how to get out of that situation alive <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead Kima you came off you man well I think oh sorry I don't think it's like the act of the cheating because like I mean of course she cheated on him if he was to cheat on her I mean they might as well not be together blah 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 but the fact that I opened the door and you were another woman in my residence. And then when I catch you, not you my residence, right? Me, and then make fun of it and think it's funny. Oh, God. And then the other girl laughed at you. Like, y'all both got to go. I can see. What's going to say? She told me a punk. Because you were you yeah. not going to make it out of my door. Yeah, yeah, I, can see, I can see Kiba yeah, okay. and Ari. I can see y'all both turning around, slowly closing the door, like click, 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 click. I'm yeah, about to fuck shit up. It's the whole thing around the cheating. It's like how it happened. That's where I'm It's like, uh uh-uh. uh. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. As they said, somebody is about to catch a charge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's about to be a very chaotic Okay. Situation. What about that? Um, do y'all remember that video? Sorry if it's not politically correct, but that video where that girl hit the bus driver and the bus driver got up like, oh, she spit on him too. And the bus driver got up like, you're going to jail now. You're going to jail now. You wrapped up that hip and you're going to jail. And her whole ponytail popped off. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have to figure out who committed it's what. <laughs> it's going to be a crime scene. Yeah. It's going to be a whole crime scene up in here. Oh, that was good. Oh, sorry. Woo. All right. Now, for the creme de la creme of this episode. You have to wait. Okay, sorry, I'd like y'all know, this is a mother 
um, podcast as well as a woman podcast. A few of us have the children and the children's be interrupted. So here we go. In this episode, Joan refuses to comfort Tony. I believe Tony tried to show up to the party or what have you after, um, I think her Halloween party or something after the whole Greg fiasco and she shows up on the front porch. Both Maya and Lynn are there comforting her and they try to bring Joan to comfort Tony as well. Like this is her time of need. I know y'all ain't y'all ain't um, together right now. I know y'all beefing right now, but Joan, Tony needs us. And Joan straight up gangster walks away. My question to y'all at this point anyway, before we move on, did Joan go too far? No. Nope. This uh, is the nope. cycle. This is the cycle. That, this is how it always her, That was her um, respecting her own boundary. Mm. Like, that was wonderful. Because like, that's how you do it. Mm. I, that was my question. Oh, snap. I did write that. Has she gone too far or is she holding on to a hard set boundary? Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. Oh, Kima, you was in silent mode. What you think, Kima? I agree. Okay. I was a little bit. I was a little bit annoyed. Uh, oh, I sound like a horrible person. I was a little <laughs> bit annoyed <laughs> when they were in church and she forgave her. Be quiet! Wait, uh, get in there. Uh, oh, sorry. Never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> you um, are but, <laughs> but yeah, like I do this every episode. <laughs> she has to use, like I agreed with what what um what she did me too i was like it was tough but at the same time i was very proud of joan still even still even though that was really tough i think that was she i was really proud of her because that's normally the cycle that joan always gets mixed up in with tony like yes this time it's bad but it was bad last time and the time before that and the time before that and the time before that their whole relationship tony has gotten herself in these situations because she refuses to just do better and joan has always been there to help pick her back up, even if she is in the, which most times she's in the wrong. And for once, Joan saw the signs of this is yet another moment in which I can get dragged onto this Tony train or I can choose me. And she chose herself. I was like, it is what it is. So also in this episode, we're getting to what Kima just mentioned. Tony has a full down breakdown. Okay. At this point, she's officially lost her job. She's officially had her car repoed. She's officially been broken up with by her best friend. She's officially um, had the heartbreak of a failed um, engagement, a breakup with the love of her life, a get back together with the love of her life, which was just a tease, just so he could betray her in turn properly and fully. Um, so she is completely broken down at this point. And Maya and Lynn, which is funny because Maya and Lynn be the one telling Joan, Girl, why are you still chilling with Tony? You know, whenever Tony do her mess, they looking at Joan like, how are you forgiving her? How are you doing this? Now, fast forward to these episodes when they're like, they've taken Joan's place, essentially, in terms of keeping Tony on the, on the up and up. But Maya and Lynn bring her back up and they ended up taking her to church where they sit her next to Joan, which at this point, let's be honest, Maya and Lynn are like literally kicking at Joan's boundaries over and over again. Like they have no idea what Joan has gone, gone through with this friend Tony of hers since before she even met Maya or Lynn, what she has dealt with with Tony forever and how she's choosing herself. And they just see this person is hard on her luck and she used to be your friend, but now we are just gonna keep pushing at your boundaries to make you accept her back in, which in many ways is pretty effed up. I'm just gonna put it out there. It is effed up. Um, anybody disagree? You're open to say so. Um, so then they take her to church, sit her next to Joan, and Joan yet again chooses herself by getting up and walking away. Now, all being said, what I just said about them messing with her boundaries and stuff, I also do have a heart and I also was feeling a little bit because I'm like, damn, even in church, <laughs> she was like, excuse me, finger up. I'm just going to move over here. And Tony is like a second away from jumping off the bridge. I did have a little, I, I couldn't stop myself. I had a little bit of a, oh. but by this episode, 
the sermon has to be about forgiveness. And it, Donnie McClurkin is there. I mean, that's talking about beating a dead horse. They like threw it on heavy on Joan's personal little spirit. And then Tony goes to the altar on top of all that. Tony, because she is officially trying to change her life as far as this episode shows, because she's so down at the dumps and officially hit rock bottom. And then, like Kima said, Joan forgives her. And that is the end of that episode. Now, before y'all say y'all bits, before we go in on this, I will say, I shed a tear or two. It was emotional. Was it all right? Okay, everybody who's listening, you need to see Esther and Kima's faces because they look like they're about to shut me the fuck down. But I'm going to say my piece before they do it. <clears throat> they got those black women faces on. But it's like, oh, oh, oh. Ariana's screen is off, but she could be doing the same thing. So all I'm going to say is this. I did cry. It was emotional. It was beautiful. My spiritual side was like, Lord, forgiveness, forgiveness. Fake. They got back to oh, they got back together, yes. And it was like a good emotional, like heavy show. And that's what I'm gonna say about that. Okay, who's next? <clears throat> you can forgive, like I forgive you, but I don't forget shit. And this friendship <laughs> will like it will never be as deep as it was. I'm not gonna invest as mm. much of myself mm. into you anymore, especially because. Like you would, she, Tony would literally have to prove that she is no longer the person that she was. And nobody turns around that fast. You build habits. These habits have been built over years. Mm. It's going to take years before I fully and completely trust you with just me. Mm. Like you as a friend, like she did not value um the friendship she had and it was like it was she didn't understand that she was taking a toll on the people that loved her and you know did everything for her mm. it yeah no I don't forget, <laughs> but I, I don't forget it, especially not that easily and that right. soon too soon very too soon too soon actions louder than words mm-hmm. okay 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 who's next Who's next in the dragging? You wanna I, go didn't, I didn't like that whole scene. <laughs> First of all, I'm like, this is fake. Even though it, it's a show. Like it's fake. <laughs> this is like, fake. I'm like, I'm like, first of all, she be lying. Like she lie all the time. And now she wanna, oh, I'm so sad. I'm going to the altar. You not going to the altar just because you just want her to forgive you again. And then Joan falls for it. Like, come on now. I was like, you better not go up there to her, Joan. You better not. I thought she was going to walk out. Because then I would be like, oh, yes. But then she going to go over there. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, this girl knows how to cry on command. Oh. Y'all so but, hard. And then, and then that's why I kind of felt bad because I, I'm like, the show is, he, it's like telling you, you know, God forgives, God forgives, <laughs> you can forgive. But then I, me, I'm not, the type per, I'm not the type of person like that. Like, I mean, like, I'm like, Ariana, I can forgive, but I can't forget. So like, I'm not still going to be like, oh, oh, I just, oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no. Bye. Oh. oh. And that's why I said I, I'm I'm probably an asshole, but like, yes, <laughs> I'm probably an asshole, but but yes, but yes. That's how I'm thinking the whole scene. I was like, oh, this is, I'm scared. And I totally agree because for me, that scene is quite triggering because is that when manipulated? <laughs> Yes, it, this is extremely manipulative because one, you are basically leveraging someone's spirituality, mm. their 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 faith, mm. what they what they value to mm-hmm. get basically yeah to 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 
make yourself feel better. Mm. Because and you're kind of putting someone's spiritual health in um in the ring with someone's mental with their mental health, right? Their spiritual yeah, health and their mental health. Because putting it to battle and, together and right to me that's an extremely it's not, it's not even manipulative it is straight out abusive because say that this wasn't you know a friendship this was a relationship mm-hmm. and you kept being done dirty years after years after years and you finally you finally through like you know going to therapy working on yourself because again let's not forget that um Joan, you know, even when she was starting that therapy, she she did her darnest to like make it work for Tony. Tony went into her therapy session uninvited. Uh Uh And so finally she is setting up boundaries and setting boundaries when you never had to do that before, when you've been a people pleaser it's so hard and when when Joan needed her friend's support they turned on her i.e Maya and Lynn because yeah when you start as I said before like when you start putting boundaries Uh to that to those people to that person it is a slap in their face because right like you've they've never had to take accountability for their mm-hmm. this you know ho- horrible actions right and i think more than tony joan needed their support at that time because as a friend if i'm seeing this thing played out i'm not on tony's side because you made your bed you have to lie in it mm-hmm. who needs my support right now is joan because right again looking at her past behavior she would tend to go and try to help tony and she need a she need friends in her corner being like girl you're strong you can do this like you know this is not on you to save a hoe (laughs) (laughs) so really just put her finger in a script like that part that part (laughs) so we're setting up the stage and then you create this like event where she is again shown right she is at church she's you know for people who don't go to church or you know who don't kind of participate in that whole ritual you are vulnerable you have your pastor right you are supposed to be open to the message to just being in fellowship with your fellow um churchgoers it's Uh it's, it's a moment of vulnerability of like openness Uh and to have that person again that's why i said it's abusive to have that person enter that space knowing where you're at mentally Uh to use that against you for their own ends is extremely messed up it's it's just beyond fucked up because, right, like, it, there's emotions involved. There's singing. There's, like, you know, people kind of, like, looking towards you to be the, quote-unquote, bigger person. Uh-huh. When there's never, it doesn't think, like, as Ariana said, there hasn't been any, um, what is the word? Contrition from Tony so far. I know that, like, no, eventually, like, she does work towards that. But at this point, you haven't shown me shit. (laughs) All you've done is walk up and, like, cried and do a testimony. So what? Like, a five-year-old can do that. They're cuter doing it. Oh. Oh. It's it's a... whenever, Whenever you're hurt, whenever you're hurt, like, in pain, physical pain, emotional pain, you cry out for something someone if it's a religion that's what you cry out for you want god you want you like it's a cry out for hope i just don't think that she deserves it from joan at this time mm. well um, not, because, oh, sorry, i am not done because this is <laughs> <laughs> so read me I bitch <laughs> 
No, I was watching like a reality show actually, and somebody stated this, and it made so much sense because they're saying how whenever there's an argument between two people, no matter who, you know, logically, unemotionally is right or wrong, the person who cries eventually ends up being the person who is quote unquote in the right because they have other people come in trying to like soothe them, pacify them, make them feel better. Oh. So when you are that quote unquote, you know, stoic person, when you are quote unquote unemotional because you're not crying, you're seen as the person who did wrong because, oh, well, here's that person crying and bawling their eyes out. So therefore they're the one who needs rescue. They're the one who needs like, you know, comfort. When again, it's another abusive and, and manipulative tool. Because Joan, again, right, and setting her boundaries, she's remaining stoic, right? She, Tony came, she did not curse out Tony, she did not do anything. She removed herself from that situation and went to another period. True, true. You know, and like still Tony did not let up. And now she becomes the villain because she, you know, because it's like them if you do, them if you don't, because now you have this crying woman at an altar at church, which is your sanctuary. Oh, your safe space. Your safe space. And so when she starts her testimony, she's like, oh, you know, like my best friend and I are, you know, no longer talking and it hurts my soul. People turn to you and they're like, well, she did her testimony. All right. Okay. Yeah, like what does that say about the real spiritual people? Just because I'm a Christian or just because I have a religion doesn't mean I'm a doormat. Oh. Doesn't mean that like we getting deep deep. I have to like like oh I I have to like let you walk all over me. Yeah, she could have saved those tears. Right. So um Tamaya logging back on. Um, this is her voice again. Oh. <laughs> I will say, Tamaya, in terms of <laughs> kind of do, uh, uh, taking a meta approach to this, in terms of writing and acting, beautiful scene. Like I can see why you would cry because it's a beautiful scene. Like it's it's oh my gosh, you know. Oh, even Kima still got her lip poked out like a like a, a pissed off black woman. <laughs> I will say, in my goddamn defense, okay, after being thoroughly dragged across the Zoom streets, <laughs> Ariana like has put her camera on to give me the pursed lips as well. You trifling helpless. All right. It was oh, a no. typical scene. Oh, no. I'm going to put on a happen. emoji. Y'all some trifling bitches. We're going to have to listen. I'm going to have to ask um, Lisa just for a quick hit of what she thought at the next episode just to get her voice up here. Just so I can be thoroughly dragged yet again on these Zoom streets. All I'm going to say is I agree with what each and every one of you said. Action speaks louder than words. She was abused. She was manipulated. This was wrong. Um, I concede. I motherfucking concede. And all I could do now is say that my emotion stemmed from uh, Tracy Ellis Ross's amazing acting. And I'm going to leave it there. And I think that's what helped skew my thoughts because she acted that scene out so well. And her tears produced my tears. But in all actuality and in real life, listeners, listen to this because this shit is important. What they just said as they dragged me across these screens, they said some really great things when they unpressed their mute buttons. You all should not allow anyone to intercede on your, intercede on your, intercede on your spaces the way it was done to poor Joan. And um, I, I'm wrong. I am wrong. So, so yeah, that was the episode um, seven that we've been trying to get to for uh, over a month now. And so I'm glad we got there um, before I get dragged again, because lips are pursed up in this mug, okay? Girl, don't, just you. don't let nobody walk all over you, okay? All right. Don't, don't do it, don't do it. Agreed, agreed. They was right, y'all, they was right. Um, And so 
we're going to close out this episode finally. We are all going to, y'all know y'all homework is to watch the next seven episodes um, to try to lock this bad boy out. We're going to see how many are left, but that is that. Shut up, Ariana. Why are you shaking your head? We're going to do it. Stop saying seven episodes and it takes two months to get through seven episodes and I'll be up for God. I, I, I. Everybody, your homework is just watch three more episodes. <laughs> we all going to get to episode 10. We're going to stop so that we can talk about eight to 10. And then we're going to do the next. She right. Ariana right. Okay, this is learning. We all learned this. Is a new podcast. We what did you say, Kima? I said good because I'm on nine. Each ass female. So we going to, <laughs> and this way we will we'll be in the in the situation. So we're gonna close out this one so we can do a really quick New Year's talk. So thank you all for listening to the We Need to Talk Club podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Even though I was dragged to high heaven without an edge left to my name, I enjoyed this episode. Um, I love what everybody had to say. Remember, always be heard, even if your ass is wrong. Don't let nobody walk over you. (laughs) Don't let anybody get in your space. And we love you. We thank you for listening to us. Good day. Goodbye. Everybody say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye and Happy New Year. Happy New Year's.